This is Noelle. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. It's a less... It's a traditional... Crazy episode yeah, this week. Yeah, it's a little traditional. It's also super laid back for me. This is like... One of the most laid back that I've probably done. Yeah. It took me like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, before we get started, let's just remind you again about those reviews. Yeah, because we didn't really do this very well last week. That's all right. I didn't even write it in here, so we're going off the cuff and we'll see how it goes. Did you hear how I did the episode? So what do you mean? The first thing before I we say hello know. is us talking about my whistling bottle, I think, or oh, something. Christ. It's great. I love it. I had to leave it in. It was hilarious. All right. I'll have to listen. I'll have to listen. Yeah. I usually do check out the episodes because I'm neurotic, but I did not this week. Um, yeah. So reviews, please leave those. You can leave those on Apple, Spotify, Audible. You can leave recommendations on the Facebook page. Pretty much anywhere that you listen that you see, like, stars leave them. Mm-hmm. You can also write a review if you want to let us know what you think. We really, really, really love to hear feedback and what you like, what you might want to hear in the future, and things like that. So leave those reviews. Um, other than that, find us on our socials. Um, if you did not check out the live from last week and you only listen to the audio and you're like, oh, I want to check it out live, you can find that on Facebook and on Insta. Mm-hmm. Um, the Facebook is at more than murder. You sure? Pod? No, it's more than murder. You're right. Yeah. Um, Insta at more than murder pod and Twitter at more than murder. No, more than underscore murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have it written down, so I'm all fucked. I don't either. I have um, nothing pulled up except your document here. Yeah, I didn't write anything down today. I was like, you know what? We know it. We did it off the cuff last week. We know it. We've been doing this for two years. I know. So. Sometimes I get confused. Oh, yeah. So, Most of the almost, time. I almost didn't get, like, that first part, like, where we delve into everything ears. I was like, wait, what is it again? I know. I did. Though. And I was like, wait, what is the other part? And I was like, yeah, more yeah. than murder is not your typical. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to kind of start saying it, and then it kind of goes off. Yeah, yeah. So, for today, I am sure you have heard of Creepypasta and, of course, The Slender Man. Websites where scary encounters are written about, sending chills down your spine. Are they fact or fiction? Today's topic predates both of these, but has the same type of air surrounding it. A phenomenon known as the black-eyed kids, or Mm. interchangeably, children. So you'll sometimes see it written both ways, the black-eyed kids or the black-eyed children. I think the black-eyed children, for some reason, just sounds creepy. It sounds better to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was always like the black-eyed children. But in like a lot of, most of the literature, I saw kids. Weird. So that's how I'm referring to it here. Yeah, it's okay. it's strange. I think even the Wikipedia is huh. the Black Eyed Kids, but yeah. So, um, the, like I said before, this episode is going to be super laid back. I'm basically just going to be reading Reddit encounters, um, but I do want to give some background on like the phenomenon. So, this phenomenon features children, usually ranging from six to sixteen years of age. They all have alabaster skin and, most notably, completely blacked out eyes. So yeah. not just the pupil, the whole entire fucking eye is just pitch black. Like what you see in, like, Supernatural with the demons. Yes. <laughs> yep. So Written Encounters started in 1996, but many came forward with their own experiences, some dating back to the 1950s. 
Mm -hmm. So I think it was after this guy that we're going to get into, after he kind of like, his story kind of got out there, more people were like, hmm, I experienced this too. And then it kind of started, you know, the, the, the ball kept rolling, so to say. Okay, so my thoughts before we even get into it, just so I could see, you know, you make a hypothesis and you see if it's right. Well, we don't know what's right. Okay. But to me, I wouldn't even automatically assume demonic. I would actually assume extraterrestrial. We're going to get into that. Ooh! Kind of, kind of. Okay. okay. So the next sentence is, the, quote, kids are believed to be extraterrestrials, vampires, or ghosts. No, I'm going with ETs. That's kind of what I was thinking too. And that's you'll so awesome because like our last episode. Uh huh. I know. Great. I know. And you'll kind of see like when we get into the encounters, like a lot of them are kind of like it's kind of the same. There's a lot of similarities to it, and like it, it, it would still point back to extraterrestrials, like what they were kind of trying to do, I guess. So skeptics feel like this is all a bunch of hoopla of course and people are essentially just telling ghost stories yeah it's like you know like like creepypasta people go on there and they write these stories that are meant to scare people right which i love creepypastas yeah it's very entertaining it's fun like those you know one sentence ghost stories and stuff like that like it's really good stuff yeah um hopefully these reddits are good some of them are like but yeah yeah you know it's reddit no one on there is like a writer writer you know well, yeah they're just on there like this is my experience um so uh, at the end um i think we'll take some time to discuss like what we think after hearing these encounters and then listeners let us know what you think or if you've had an encounter please let us know please well, let us know what you think yes <laughs> <laughs> the desperation in her voice I know. we just want um, to talk to you guys yes for real also um there is construction. I also have a farm across the street, so there may be some feedback. There may be some noise. You got to take it, okay? It's summertime. People are mowing. People are weeding. People are fucking around. Yeah, it might get a little loud. So, um, most of the stories involve sightings or run-ins with these black-eyed kids, and they all follow a similar pattern. The kids usually arrive at homes... They weren't fucking weed whacking or anything. What are they doing until now? I think it's the town, too, because the town has to keep, like, by the sidewalks clean. So it's probably the town. And to be honest, I really didn't hear it too much last week. Okay. I don't think it's catching too much. All right, good. So let us know, but you got to deal with it, guys, okay? We're just in my my little house, in my little room, and you're just on my little If you want us to make a cash app or Venmo so you can all donate so that we can build a recording studio, we will do that. Or cover every ounce of these walls. With With soundproofing? Soundproof? Let me know. Yes. I did not do too much soundproofing. A little bit, but it's not cheap. So, yeah, let us know. We'll start like a something. Or like one of those, I'll buy you a coffee or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll start something like that if you guys want to, you know, help us out. So, um, the similar pattern um, is usually the kids arriving at homes or they come up to your car when you're alone and they'll knock on the door or they'll knock on the window. Nice. That's creepy. Super creepy. They usually ask to be let in or for a ride home. It's like they want to gain access 
And a lot of times in the stories, it seems like they need permission to enter. Which is where they get the vampire thing. Yeah. 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 Because it doesn't seem like you would think in a lot of these stories that you would be like, no, like, you know, can we come in? You'd be like, no. And then they would like burst through or something, but they don't. Mm. They just kind of are like, they have to have permission to come in. So creepy. It's super creepy. Oh my God, I'm loving this so far. Isn't it great? Yeah. Um, so, the first story which gained attention was from a man named Brian Bethel in Abilene, Texas. And actually, a lot of this stuff is in, like, happens in Texas. Like, a lot of the stories happen in Texas. That's weird. Isn't that weird? I mean, it's not far from New Mexico, which it's is... It's not far from New Mexico, and that's what I was thinking, it's so... It's very deserty. I don't know. Yeah. That's really weird. Isn't that weird? Unless sure there's a sun in the water. It is happening elsewhere, and a lot of times they say, um... Sorry, I drank a Red Bull, and I have a lot of, like... Extra gas to yeah, burp up? a little bit. She's not um, farting, she burping. I might be burping. <laughs> I might be farting. Just so. kidding. <laughs> not. Um, I took her out before I got here. <laughs> Oh, dog barked. That's weird. Did it sound like the door opened, or was that just her? It nails? was her ball. Oh, okay. Hmm. Should we All pause right. it and check yeah. on it? All right, guys, hold on. And we're back. <sighs> okay. It was the town people that the doggy was barking at. Yep, yep. She saw them walk across the window, and she's like, "What are you doing on my property?" Yeah. She's just like her mama. Um. <laughs> anyway, so this occurred. In 1996, so before the internet that we know today, uh, but the story still took off. People were very interested in it. I don't know if he like published it, like on a forum somewhere early hmm. internet or like in like a magazine somewhere. But um, people were like, "Whoa, what the hell is this?" So Bethel had been sitting in his car alone. He pulled into a parking lot to write a check, according to TexasHillCountry.com. And at this point, two boys had approached his car. The visibly older of the two knocked on the window um, as to get Bethel's attention. When he rolled down the window, he reported a, quote, soul-wracking fear come over his body. Hmm. The boys claimed that they were out to see a movie, but they left home without the money. Um, They asked Bethel if he could give them a ride to retrieve the money and then bring them back to the theater. They really just wanted to see the movie. They saw this guy sitting near the theater, and they're like, yo, dude, can you give us a ride? In the 90s, more popular than it is today to kind of hitch. I don't know. When I was a kid, I was always still told not to talk to strangers in the 90s. Well, yeah, you definitely are. You definitely are. And they were young, so. Well... There was a bit of an older one and then, like, a younger one, but yes. But it is more normal than it is today, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Bethel noted that the boys made it a point to tell him that they did not have a gun, Hmm. which is just a weird, like, it's just kind of strange. Mm -hmm. Like, you just start out, like, can we have a ride? Oh, by the way, I don't have a gun. Yeah. I I would immediately think somebody has a gun. You have a gun. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to kill me. You're not getting in my car. Yeah. So, the whole encounter was making Bethel feel very uncomfortable, and he felt their story just was not adding up. He said apparently by the time that he would have gotten them back to the theater, the movie would have been either half over or completely over. Hmm. Like, you're not, you're going to miss this movie, kids. I got to take you there, get the money, and then come back. So, apparently, it was when Bethel broke his eye contact that the boys, uh, or with the boys, that their eyes turned black. 
So at first, when they came up, apparently their eyes, they looked like kind of normal. They probably a little bit more pale. But it was, you know, when he broke that eye contact, was kind of telling them no. It was kind of not giving in to them that their appearance changed and the eyes just turned black. Hmm. And this is also when the fear Bethel felt was all-encompassing. The elder of the two boys was starting to grow frustrated with Bethel and as, you know, his excuses for not giving him a ride were, were adding up. He's like, no, I, I can't. I got this. I got this. And it, this also kind of goes with, like, it seems like they needed permission because usually, like, if you're going to cause problems, you're just going to try to get in the car, you know? Maybe it was locked, but probably not Mm -hmm. and it was probably one of those fucking cars where you could just fucking pull up with a fucking handle if you put your hand in the window so um brian had enough and he took off like a bat out of hell leaving the black eyed kids in his rear view and that was that was his encounter he stands by the story to this day Hmm. that that is exactly what happened that's weird Uh uh-huh what a weird so, like, I want to know, what, I wish he would have ended his story. Like, what happened if we tried to drive away? Like, Well, yeah, no, he drove away. He just yeah, drove. and then they just they just disappeared? Do they stay there? Like, Well, I think he's gone. I don't think, they probably stood there in his rear view, but he got out of there as fast yeah, as he could. Yeah, yeah. As far away as possible. Oh, because yeah. Because he said that he was so terrified. Mm-hmm. It was just like this, they say that a lot of times it's like a dreadful feeling mm-hmm. at first, and then the fear kind of grows, and it grows, and it grows. It's like you have... Like, you're with them longer. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, now that you have some background, I thought it would be fun to hear even more encounters. There isn't, like, like a haunted place, you know, kind of thing. There's not, like, history or, or yeah. anything like that because that's that's what this is. This some is a legend. It's an urban legend or it's fake. It's kind of like Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So, um, luckily, there are a ton of um, subreddits full of stories and there is also an article on thoughtcatalog.com written by Chrissy Stockton. And she actually stockpiled the most terrifying ones. So I am taking from her website. I am Ooh, going so, to so um, shout out the Reddit handle name, like username of the person who wrote it. And I'm just literally going to read you guys stories of encounters. Okay? Okay. So this story is called You Must Let Me In. And it is from Big Taco One Two Three. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. Um, I wanted like a flashlight, like the camp story, like oh, I know. Go. I feel like we should be yes. around a campfire. I'm right? kind of freaked out. Okay, on March seventeenth, two thousand eight, I had my one and only encounter with a black-eyed kid. Before my experience, I had never heard of anything having to do with the black-eyed kids. I was twelve. Perfect. There. We lit a candle, guys. Yes. So and now we we're have a done. We will middle. midnight society the shit out of Yeah, we will. <laughs> I oh, felt like that, that the other night when I was putting out the campfire. I was like, oh, it's so midnight society. Yeah. Oh, if you are 90s babies, you will know what we're talking about. Exactly. And if you're not, then Google. Go to Paramount? Yeah, it? I think it's on there. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Are you afraid of the Paramount dark? Paramount or HBO? Oh, the best show ever, man. Yeah. Literally, it's so you good. You just told them. I know. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Well, you guys didn't know, so you can watch it. Okay. So, um, so this was the first encounter. I was 12. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her hair cut. 
About 15 minutes had passed, and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. Ew, weird. And so also, make note, this is during the day, like broad daylight. She's getting her hair cut, so it has to be during, like, weird. Okay, continue. Yep. Um, At first, I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked my way. It was not anyone I knew. At this point, I was not scared at all. Not yet. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares. I think to let me get a good look at his eyes, to freak me out. Let me tell you, if you have never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Pupils black as the night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. And then I locked the car doors and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mom got into the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had came into the hairdressers and had insisted for my mother to give him the keys to the car. She refused. Thank God she did. So if it's a public place and it's a business, they don't have to ask permission to come in, I guess. It makes sense. Because he went, the boy went right into the hairdresser. It, it would make sense, yeah. Because yeah. usually most of these are like residential places yeah. or like your car, which is something, something that you own. personal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that would make sense. I didn't put that together when I first read it, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't, I don't know if there are other stories. I think all the ones that I picked here, I think all the ones I picked here are, they don't enter the home unless they're mm-hmm. let in. Um, but there could be other ones out there where the people do push in or... Or they just enter. I wish they would. But I don't think This guy would finish his story, too. Like, what did the mom say happened after the kid came in for the keys and she said no? Like, what happened? He just left. They just left, I guess. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, a vanishing type of thing. Well, I know, but, like, what kind of reaction I'm looking for from this child? Like... Some of the stories do get more into, like, how they react a little bit more. Like, they'll kind of ask a few times and then after they're told no, they start to get, like agitated they start okay. to get kind of like pissed off like in in brian's story it was yeah. like he wasn't taking the excuses he was getting frustrated it was like let me in type of thing so the next one and this is a recurring theme halloween mm. that is the name of it and it is by sarah beth 11 and um they say that um halloween is a good a good day for them to come oops Oops, that was my ramble. Um, so they say that Halloween is a good time for them because you already have kids knocking on your door and you're answering your door for tons of children. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they could kind of blend in a little bit easier. They'd get more answers at the door and things like that. So we got a couple on here from Halloween. Now, reading from her. Let me preface this by saying I am in no means a writer, just a domestic engineer living in North Texas. Also... I don't believe in the paranormal. Ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween, I have to admit, has me scratching my head. So. It's so hard because contacts. It's, we'll get into that. I think I have something in here that has something about contacts. Okay. We'll get into it, I think. I I took out a couple, but we'll get it. So, it had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in ours and have a constant parade at the door. That night, I'd said we'd had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come by the entire night. It was about 9.30, and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on 
supposedly actual events. Mm. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then, and it was Halloween and all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over a half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of the crate. Now, Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile, but we put her in the crate because we were afraid she'd get out and try to, like, run out the door and chase the kids. Yeah. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she had a look of little, uh, she would look a little intimidating to the younger kids. So I turned the outside light off, let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch to lay at my feet. It was getting close to 10 p.m. when my husband decided he had had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs, take a shower, get ready for bed. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected back for another hour or so. So that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit. And being mm -hmm. alone watching, I'd have to say was kind of on edge as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on when there came a light knock, knock, knock at the front door. My initial... Oh yeah, we got some... I, I wish it was effects. raining. It would be perfect if it was freaking... We we're supposed to get a thunderstorm. You know, it would have been perfect if we got like a big... I know. Crash of freaking thunder. It would be dark in here. Uh-huh. My initial reaction was, what the hell? Really? It's almost 10. Go home. That's my reaction all the time. But soon an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows, and in the dark, without a porch light, it would be extra obvious for anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door has a big beveled glass panel and anybody right at the at the door could see it in enough to see someone was in the living room watching TV. Mm -hmm. It would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Knock, knock, knock. Again from the door. I glanced down at Chloe. She was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door expecting to be on her way there as she normally does. Nothing. She wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her, crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asked to go out like that. She always comes, licks my hands, or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character, and I have to say, heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said, and she turned back to look at me like, hell no, lady, I ain't moving. Hmm. I yelled up to my husband, but if he was already in the shower, I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Mm -hmm. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough light on the door to where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors on their way back home and wanted me to stop by and, or wanted to stop by and show me their costume. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself as she just sat there. I turned on the porch light when I got to the door, and sure enough, I could see through the glass that it was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a girl and a boy. The girl to my left was older. I'd say about 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as 
our lights are from high above and on columns at the front porch, so most of the light was coming from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter. I'd say eight or nine and looked to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up, ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? She's Southern for some reason. Because Texas. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Were they in Texas? Oh, yeah. she was in Texas. So you even anyway. said coincidentally this is all in Texas. All, like, a lot of it. <laughs> so as she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at the age, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask to use my home phone. Um, hon, don't you have a phone of your own and you can call your mom on? I asked. And did we say in the beginning of this story, I know the last story was 1990s, was what? This is like nowadays. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, didn't have a date. Because he said the cell phone and I was like, okay. Yeah, it didn't have a date, but it was like current days. Okay. Because um, this is all on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this was the, this was, hmm. Oh, she said she's not a writer. This was things really got weird. <laughs> Both this kids, is where things This is where things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to the other one, but neither ever spoke. They both turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here and my brother is scared. I have to admit there were two complete um, competing feelings going on inside me. The first, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then I noticed that during the short conversation, I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself? Another pause, and they again looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer towards the door like she was going to just walk in, by, walk on in by me. Oh, hell no. As she did, she stepped <coughs> into the light coming from inside the house, and I got my first real good look at her. Solid, jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to where my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, Please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. It's not like they said, oh, someone's chasing us, let me in. I no, mean, and it literally, their story kept changing. changing like, yeah. She's like, no, I'll do this. Oh, well, now we have to use the bathroom. Right. Like, oh. That's when the fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, I shouted through the door. But I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them stand there on the porch, just staring at me through the beveled glass pane. Ugh. Part creepy. of me, right? Part Ugh. of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. Yeah, for real. They would have freaked me out even more to not know where they were. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided to call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side table by our couch to the phone, I glanced at the back door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. 
When I got to the phone and started to look for his contact info, it was only then the kid stepped away from the door and began to walk to the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you, can see, but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. As I lifted the phone to my ear after calling, only then did the kids start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff, and I'd never ever heard about black-eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think, what I have to think, is these kids were just out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. But I will say this for them. They were good. Really good at it. They scared the S out of me and my dog. Hmm. She Dang. still doesn't believe it either. What the hell? Yep. Yep. So, Maybe. we got another Halloween one. Okay. Uh, this one's called Trick or Treat from Halloween Warning. This really freaked me out. Yesterday, I noticed my neighbor hadn't put out all his Halloween decorations, lights, etc. The past two years I've lived next to him, he's gone all out for Halloween. I don't know him well. He's younger, single, but I know he likes kids. Not in a creepy way. His brother and sister-in-law and their kids are always visiting him, and he plays with his three young nieces and nephews out in the yard. So, anyway, I got home from work, and I was walking up my driveway, and I saw him outside and said something like, Hey man, you better get your Halloween stuff up or that house up the street is going to beat you for best decorations. He kind of smiles sheepishly and says that he's actually going to keep his house dark this year and just put candy out. I asked if he's going to go out of town, but he said no. Something happened last year that really scared him. Hmm. Now, I was concerned for my own safety. If some weirdos were coming around our neighborhood, which is pretty safe neighborhood with tons of young families. So I asked him what happened. He said last year he had his brother's family over so they could trick-or-treat in the neighborhood since they live in an apartment complex that doesn't do much for Halloween. He had a bunch of kids come to the door like always. His family took off around 10.30 and there were only a few trick-or-treaters. But by 11.30, they were pretty much done. So he was inside watching TV and the doorbell rings. He grabs the candy bowl and heads over, noticing that the it's a little past midnight and that's pretty rude for trick-or-treaters to still be out but then notices he hasn't turned off all his decoration light yet, lights yet. So his house is still a beacon. As you know, you go to the houses with the street lights or, or there's lights on, so. Yeah, but usually it's not the decoration lights. It's usually you. there's a house light that you leave Well, on. yeah, like, your porch light. Yeah. My grandparents made their house as black as possible mm -hmm. because they were not having any kids there. And it's also midnight. Like, you have, probably have school in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's all weird. Um, so his house is still a beacon. He swings the door open and is about to yell boo or something to freak them out, but stops dead when he sees the kids at the door. He said one was probably around 13, 14 and the other around 16, 17. Both of them were boys. They weren't dressed up, but he remembers the older one was wearing a flannel checkered shirt. He was immediately overcome with an uneasiness, like opening the door was a huge mistake. Hmm. He just stared at him, and he noticed they had really big irises and dilated pupils. He couldn't even see the whites of their eyes, so he figured they were contact lenses. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He was frozen there, holding the candy bowl like he couldn't slam the door in their face as much as he wanted to. 
So he nervously tried to smile and then hoping they would break character and ask for candy or something. The younger one said they had gotten lost and needed to come in and use his phone. This was when he closed the door like halfway on them and said, no, sorry. And the older one said something like, can we just wait in your house until our parents come and get us? <laughs> but by then he was convinced that this was that his life was in danger and these kids must be high on something or intended to rob him. And he just kept mumbling, no, sorry, good night, as he inched the door closed and locked it. He told me he was so fucking scared at that point that they were going to try and break in through one of his windows or something, but he looked through the peephole they had turned to leave. He watched TV with the volume really low so he could hear any sounds at all, and he said he stayed up till like 5 a.m. because he was too scared to go to bed and drop his guard. The whole time he's telling me this, and I'm thinking, oh god, this sounds so familiar, just like the Black Eyed Kids, uh, Black Eyed Kids urban legend. Then I thought, hey, maybe this dude is trying to scare me because after all, he does have the Halloween spirit. So I'm looking at him incredulously, but trying not to seem gullible. So I'm like, man, that is really crazy. Sounds like the black eyed kids. He just looked at me blankly. The what? Is that a movie or something? And I said, no, but I told him to go look it up online. Like an hour later, I get a knock on a door on my door and admittedly almost jump out of my skin thinking it's a demon child. It was I my don't neighbor at all. No, I'd be terrified. It was every, my neighbor. Every knock on the door would then be that. I'd be. I would have PTSD. I feel like I'm never gonna like. like I'm gonna get a knock on the door and just be scared all the time now. I know. I'm just gonna be like, oh my god, who is this? I'm Watch us now see a black eyed pea. We'll get into that too. We'll get oh. into that. I'll, I'm gonna hit on it at the end. Yeah. How close are we? Not because I want to rush you, only because of my computer. Um, we're yeah. No, we're close. Okay, we're very close. Um, except I just lost my spot. <laughs> yeah, we have one more bonus story. Okay. Um, okay, so... He knocked on the door. It was my neighbor, and mm -hmm. his eyes were freaking huge. He swears to me up and down that he had never heard of the Black Eyed Kids before, and it's so similar to what happened to him. So we talked a while longer, and I told him that quite a few people probably know about the urban legend, and it's possible it was just teenagers. But he said the fear he felt was so primal and came over him the second he opened the door for them. Wow. And if it was just a prank, like, he doesn't even know about them. So why would he get afraid? Like, if it was a prank and I knew about them, I would be afraid. But he didn't even know about the black-eyed kids. Right, right. So why would he automatically just get scared? Like, And there's not really, like, a prank happening besides their eyes. All they're doing is asking to come in. Exactly. It's not like they're standing there and throw flour in your face. Yeah. Or any, like, or an actual you prank. Or something, like, yeah, exactly. They're actually seeming like something's wrong or they're uh -huh. lost or... Yep, so they're just trying exactly to get in the like, hole. That's yeah, that yeah. is fucking scary. I could see him being afraid, like, with how he's like, well, they could rob me. Like, well, yeah, never absolutely. Know. Like, that is another different yeah. fear, but, yeah, the fact of, like, him not even knowing about it. Yeah. So, I have one last one. It's called Bonus Story, My Encounter with Black-Eyed Kid. Um, this is from Anonymous Thought Catalog Reader. Okay. It was one in the morning, and I was a little late on walking my dog, Dakota. She's a three-year-old German Shepherd and very tame for a big dog. Not in my entire time having her have I seen her run up to anyone. She gets very nervous around strangers. I live very close to a large park that leads into a hiking trail. There's a large area that's used as a baseball field and the big entrance into the wilderness surrounded by trees and darkness. There is, or here is where I let Dakota off the leash and follow behind her as she sniffs around trying to find a spot to do her thing. This night was different though. As soon as I take her off her leash, she jolts into high speed towards the trail opening. 
I know many of you are judging me for letting my dog off its leash, and trust me, I know I shouldn't do it, but it's one of those things you just don't tell people you do, like littering or U-turns. Side note, my dog's never on a leash here. And when we take her to, like, a big field that there's nobody, we do let her yeah. run, and we bring a Frisbee, like... Yeah. yeah, she's good. She's trained. She right. knows what she's doing. Yeah, if we're around people, she's on a leash. Ted too. He doesn't go exactly. anywhere outside yeah. the yard. So, um, back in it. Plus, this was completely out of character for her, and all I could think was, if she goes in there and doesn't come back, I don't think I can go in after her. Mm-hmm. I was not about to get lost in pitch black darkness on a freezing cold night to get eaten by some mountain lions. I'd wait for her and probably call my roommate and tell him I'd be taking longer. But she didn't go in. She was about eight feet from the entrance when I see a tall, dark figure calmly walk out of the darkness. Ew. Oh, my God. (laughs) A tall, dark figure. Oh, my God. The Slender Man. I'm scared. (laughs) Anyone else would have probably freaked the fuck out right there. Some creep walking out of the woods at this hour? Hell no. But I'm in pretty good shape, 6'5", and if anything, people are usually more scared of me than I am of them. Plus, the random weirdo isn't rare in L.A., even if it's middle-class, good suburban neighborhood. So I call for Dakota, but she doesn't move. I've never seen a dog literally follow someone with their gaze, never breaking contact. It just didn't make sense. That was where the uneasiness first kicked in. But it wasn't anything serious. It was just really strange. I started jogging towards her when I noticed it's a girl, about 17 to 20 years old, around 5'9", and from what I could see, she was stunning. Long legs, beautiful body, short dark hair, almost reaching her shoulders in a tousled, sexy kind of way. Her long, messy bangs framing her face as she stopped walking to look at Dakota for a second. Couldn't make out her face, really, but I didn't see a death pale girl in a white dress floating like your stereotypical dead girl. I saw a stunning girl in in skin-tight dark jeans, boots, dark leather jacket, and from what I could tell, she had a light complexion, but by no means did she look like a ghost. My first thought was, maybe if we talk, I can get her number, but then I remembered this girl had just walked out of the hiking trail in the middle of the night. I start thinking about a documentary about female serial killers I saw once, but even if she was a crazy person, I still have no idea how she could just walk around up there when the darkness was so thick, I doubt you could see one foot in front of you. Even though there was something really off about all this, when I saw her stop to look at Dakota again, I lightly said to her, don't worry, she's harmless, to which she completely ignores and continues walking. I think, okay, I didn't expect someone who walks around the woods in the middle of the night to keep a conversation going. I put Dakota's leash on, but she didn't budge. All she does is take a couple steps towards the girl, then stops whenever the girl looks back at her. I think she likes you, I say, which, again, the girl just looks at Dakota. All of this felt really weird, almost like a dream. Like a light feeling. That silence, that sounds almost like you're underwater. No matter how much I tried to act cool, this was not normal. So here I am trying to get my paralyzed dog to budge. While intimidating, mysterious girl doesn't break eye contact with her. I was stuck between, I'm so embarrassed and she's going to pepper spray me. When she takes one step towards Dakota and the dog, or sorry, Dakota and my dog has her tail in between her legs and is whimpering like she's seen the devil. That's when I knew I had to go. If anyone knows when something is up with its dog Mm -hmm. and as soon as the girl's walking again, or wait, if anyone knows when something, something's up, it's a dog. And as soon as the girl is walking again, I pick up my 60-pound dog by the stomach and start speed walking back. That'd be me. I probably looked like a total idiot, but I didn't care. Whatever dreamlike state I was in before had been broken by my dog's attitude. Everything inside me was yelling, go home. So I'm halfway across the field when I put my dog's leash on and set her down. She doesn't budge again. 
I think, are you fucking kidding me? I will drag this dog when I almost threw it up, or when I almost threw up as I turned around to see this fucking girl standing in some bleachers not even 10 feet from me. After he just booked it. Uh Uh-huh. I can see her face now in the light. I shit you not, this girl was beautiful, but her eyes were blacker than black. They filled all her eyeball. It was just two shiny orbs inside of two almond-shaped sockets. She looked completely different from the serious expression I could make out before. I fucking swear I wanted to run out. I wanted to run, but something made me stay. I felt I was so scared that I could hear a faint, high-pitched humming in my ears, and my entire body felt heavy. I wanted to run more than anything. I could have thought, oh, a strange chicken Halloween contacts. But I cannot explain the feeling of absolute paralyzing horror I experienced without any rationalization. I didn't have time to. These feelings hit me like a fucking train, and I hope to God I never feel as helpless and mortified as I did then. She was not human. She was not a regular girl. And to make things worse, this girl says in a sultry sweet tone that I'd expected to sound like something from beyond the grave. Does she bite? And still, on defense mode, I think I managed to mutter out of my idea of, no? I don't know if anyone else knows what I mean when I say I felt like as soon as I blinked again, she would be standing right in front of me, but she did. As soon as I finished saying no, she waited a couple seconds before saying, do you live nearby? To which I was going to say no, even though I did. But as soon as I went to speak, she said, did you drive here? And I start walking back, trying to distance myself slowly. And again, before I can speak, she says, I'm going to need to come with you. You'll let me come with you. That's okay, right? It's okay. Don't be afraid. And with that, Dakota fucking books it. I start running like a scared child and my dog is right in front of me. I didn't stop till I catch up with my dog. We're at the other side of the street and I take this time to turn around and make sure she isn't following me. She's calmly walking back, already all the way to the other side of the park where she was before. I called my roommate to meet me halfway to the car on my way back and I've never walked my dog in the dark again. I don't know about the alien thing anymore. It's it's weird, right? It's like, what? Yeah. They wouldn't need to be coming into the house. There's Why do they need to come yeah, in the house? I don't know. That's Why scary. Like, yeah, right? That's some scary shit. I got like a little bit of chills going yeah, on. Yeah, his like, story. I'm that was, those were all good ones, but damn. Yeah, yeah. That's some freaky shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Now so, I'm like going to be paranoid of looking so, at everybody everywhere. Guys, those are all the stories that I have. I want to say, they say that once you know about the Black Eyed Kids... You might see one. You will see them. Oh, my God, you guys. I'm so sorry we did this to you. So, I'm sorry, guys, but you now know. We now know. Um, and be weary. Jenna to... just the ringed us, man. Yeah, yeah. Seven days. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, be weary with any uh, knocks on the door or taps on your window. Uh, but apparently it's not just kids, it's anybody under 18. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was literally. the only story that really was 17 to 20. There were a couple other ones that said, like, you know, a 20-year-old, but... Huh. Yeah, yeah. The ages can range. So maybe it's just people, just less seen as, like, adults. Yeah, and who knows? Some say that they're in, um... Oh, I want pizza. Sorry, she's got pizza. She just brought pizza home for our family. They had to make it for dad, dad eat me. <laughs> Because you're talking to Finn. Yeah. yeah. Well, Goosey's making flank steak today, so I'm very excited about that. We're having pork tenderloin. Yeah, nice. Um, My tummy's growling now. I know. And I had Wendy's and a Red Bull. Um, yeah, so I don't know what they are. 
I don't know what they could be. I don't know if it's a ghostly thing or it's Those weird. stories just don't seem made up to me. No, right? They're way too detailed. Way too detailed. And there's like, a They sound whole, terrified. I I subscribe to like a subreddit so that I could read more. Yeah. And maybe we'll have like another fucking story. Yeah. I don't know, but some of them are really weird. They say that some of the kids are like in period clothing. So is it more ghostly? I don't know. It doesn't ring. Go- I don't know what it rings to me it anymore. It's creepy. It's it just crazy. Rings it's creepy. scary. I'm not. I don't get scared very often or creeped out. But that is a. That's fucking creepy. Fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and try to find that movie, wherever it's streaming. Yes, there is a movie. It's called The Black Eyed Kids. Let me in. It's probably shitty, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. Black Eyed Children. Let me in. It's got a 2.4 out of 10 on the IMDb. Oh, nice. Um. Watch on the Surf Network with Prime Video channels, so good luck. Oh, weird. Um, it says an aspiring filmmaker embarks on a journey investigating the nightmarish and haunting stories behind the black eyed children phenomenon. Huh. We should do that too. Yeah. Um yeah, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this laid back video video. <laughs> this laid back um, episode, just hearing some people's stories. Let us know if you have had an encounter with the black eyed children. We definitely wanna know. Um, and until then, um, reach out to us via the email, morethanmurderpod at gmail.com for anything, um, <clears throat> sponsors, or if you did have a run-in with Black Eyed Children, or what you think. What do you think they are? Extraterrestrials? Mm-hmm. Ghosts? I'm not farting. I promise. Um, no, it's our, chair. it's our camp-in chair. <laughs> Had a stretch. Um, by the way, really funny, we were going to have a fire the other night, and we couldn't find any of our chairs. There was one red one. I also used these. Well, no, I was like, what happened to all our chairs? What? What happened to all our chairs? I'm getting mad. And I'm like, oh, they're in the pot room. That's so, funny. Yeah, duh. Um, other than that, make sure you leave the reviews. Go to the website. There's not really any pictures, but um, if you do Google, there will be the really, one. I'll post that one. Yeah, there are some scary, like, stock images and things like that. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Um, As always, love you. Have a good weekend. Love you. Bye. Bye.